On today's Locked On Texan podcast, Cody speaks to running back Dare Ohumbuwale during training camp. We use that conversation to look at the running back depth chart, and we also look at the wide receiver depth chart once again. Texans made some transactions. You guys are not going away to hear this. Cody, let's start the show. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Thursday edition of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm John Hickman. This is Cody Davis. Today's podcast is sponsored by Better Help. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer for our listeners. Get 10% off first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. Cody, uh, new faces in, familiar faces are out. When we look at what's going on on Wednesday, talking about Wednesday's training camp practice, uh, the team signed long snapper Harrison Elliott. That's a new face in. Texan also activated Tristan McCullum for the PUP list while the injury wave Davion Davis due to a hamstring injury. Davion Davis was a part of that very thin, inexperienced wide receiver mm-hmm. group. However, Texans did add wide receiver Chester Rogers to the team. Rogers practiced on Wednesday with this receiving group, Cody. What's going on at training camp? Is there anything to smile about outside of Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins? <laughs> if you look at the depth chart, and they've been having a phenomenal practice. But the rest of the guys, let's go into it real quick. I believe so. You know, the Houston Texans, they signed Rodgers literally hours after we got done recording Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans. Um, So that's the only reason why we didn't talk about it on yesterday's show. But, um, John, listeners and viewers, remember when we got the unfortunate news that John Mechie will be out for the entire season as he battled his leukemia. Um, Everyone wanted to see the Houston Texans go out there and get a very reliable pass catcher that can basically help this organization for the 2022 campaign had an opportunity to watch chester roger rogers in his very first practice with the houston texans and john he looked really good as a matter of fact he showcased why he has been a very productive slot receiver throughout his career you're talking about a guy last year played for the tennessee titans had 301 receiving yards on 40 on 43 catches his best season came in 2018 as a member of the indianapolis Colts. had over 400 yards like i mentioned he's not somebody that's going to be your number one or number two wide receiver but if you need somebody if you need a pass catcher to make some plays in the slot that is the guy that the houston texans got um Some highlights that I do want to mention during day five of training camp in terms of what I was able to see out of Rodgers. Unfortunately, it was a very short day because he did go down with a lower left leg injury, but it's not serious. Um, They they, they held him out after he went down with with this leg injury, Um, but 
Like I mentioned, it's not serious. I'm pretty sure he'll be back on the field, if not on Friday, for sure Saturday. So, John, you will have an opportunity to see him for for himself. But some highlights I want to say, he went through some one-on-one drills, had two catches, had a very nice catch over the top of linebacker Kevin Pierre-Lewis. Unfortunately, that is the play where he got hurt. But as I mentioned, Chester Rogers looked really good and it, it 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 showcased that the Houston Texans are very that they are trending in the right direction in this pass catching core, John, as you just mentioned. Um, ever since the start of training camp, OTA's mini camp, we all have been raving about Nico Collins, Brandon Cooks. We all wanted want to know who's going to be that third, who's going to be that fourth receiver. Chester Rogers has a great. He he is somebody that's really going to give the Houston Texans a lot of help in that pass catching. You know, I I don't care how we spin it. I think it is the duty of the Texans to improve their wide receiver group. Mm -hmm. This group is already paper thin. Um, You're not going to carry 10 to 11 wide receivers into the season. You're going to carry around five or six, maybe seven. And it's their job to find talent that's out there. I I think if – I think what they're – on paper right now, it's, it's not enough. It's not enough. And I, I'm, I'm going to always feel like that. Even I think even if they had John Mechie, then you may look at that wide receiver group a little different because of the expectations, because of the skill level we've seen John Mechie play when he's on the field and when he's healthy in college, he was just phenomenal. So then you throw him in the mix. You look at this wide receiver group differently. But as of right now, and we love Nico. We think Nico is going to have a breakout year. Brandon Cooks, we'll get to later in, in, in the in the show. We know what he can do. I don't think after those players, there's much talent here in, in this group. And I think Nico oh. still has to go out there and actually be the dominant receiver that we're seeing him be in practice, uh, training camp. Like we still have to see it in the NFL season. I think he will do it, but I, I don't think Chester Rogers was enough. I don't think the players that they have right now is enough. I do want to say that I think that maybe they'll wait until during some part of the preseason. They'll go out there and wait till some veterans get cut during the preseason period. Maybe Andy Isabella, Marquise Goodwin, Darius Slayton, who he's entering the final year of his contract. The Giants drafted Wendell Robinson, maybe Denzel Mims from the first, from the Jets. We'll see how he feels. And the wide receivers that they sign or even or either drafted in the offseason, Chester Rogers, five years of playing time, only fifteen hundred yards. Chad BB, three years of playing time, only three hundred ten yards. Connor Winnerton, Johnny Johnson, Drew Estrada, all rookies or haven't played in the NFL game. I just don't think it's gonna cut it right now. I get your concerns, but I'm not going to go as far as to say that that position group isn't talented. Because, look, as we mentioned, Brandon Cook, Nico Collins, yes, they are the cream of the of the crop of this position group. But you cannot forget about Chris Moore. You can't forget about Chris Conley. And, look, I understand that I've been very critical of Chris Conley, but he is somebody that can still go out there and make plays. Chris Moore, he is having a very good camp quality because, of course, we are raving about Nico Collins. So with those two guys that I just mentioned, Moore and Collie, along with Rodgers, I mean, Rodgers isn't a talent that you need to sleep on. Plus, another guy that is having a really good camp is Jalen Camp. 
a guy that I just finished talking about the other day here on this same podcast. So, John, I get your concerns, but I would say at least wait to see how they look in preseason before you say fair. it's just not that enough, not enough talent. Because what I, what I've fair. been able to see, I've been impressed. And I like Jalen Camp, by the way. I do think that mm-hmm. he has come down with the ball ability. Uh, Georgia Tech guy, like I mentioned the other day, when you look at when he was actually getting targets, they were first down type of catches. So I like him. And I, I, I agree 100%. Wait until the preseason actually rolls, and I think that's when they'll get a, a better opportunity to evaluate their wide receiver group. However, if you haven't tried Bill Bar Puffs just yet, you guys are kind of depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Are you ready? Cody, are you ready? It is the delicious indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. Bill Bar has done it again. Let me introduce you to my mom's new favorite, cookie dough chunk puffs. Listen, man, light, chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And, of course, covered in 100% real chocolate. And the cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Okay, can't beat that. Go to build.com, use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off your order. Fresh off the practice field, standing here with Darred. First off, how was day five of training camp? That was good. It's a good day. Uh, offense did well. Special teams went well. Awesome, awesome. Sounds good, man. You know, seems like had an opportunity to see the running back core for a full week of training camp. How would you best evaluate this running game so far? Uh, good. It's a lot of versatile guys, a lot of guys that can do a lot of things. So it's been fun to uh, learn from guys like Rex and then um, obviously putting things on tape. Mm. You talked about the versatility. You are somebody that can, can give the Texans some versatility both in the passing and in the rushing attack. How would you best describe your game in terms of what you can bring to the Texans this season? Uh, exactly that, just being versatile, you know what I'm saying, being a good route runner good in protection and good with the ball in my hands running the ball so I'm just obviously being able to do whatever coach asked me to is important so I've been able to do that Mm. now as you know the Houston Texans have not had the best rushing attack over the last two seasons but this year like I mentioned the first week of training camp it seems like you guys are on the right direction so can you just talk about what are some of the things you guys have worked on in the running back group and can you also talk about how how Pep Hamilton has actually helped revamp this this rushing attack as well uh, just making it a priority, you know, we uh, making sure we know that we want to be able to run the ball downhill. Um, Coach DB, Coach Hamilton, and obviously Coach Warhawk, um, all guys that know how to um, make sure we uh, are a good running team. So we've been able to do that. Um, and just the way we've been installing the plays with a lot of detail, a lot of attention to detail, uh, it's been good for us so far. Mm, sounds good. Now, this is actually your second time being a member of the Houston Texans because you signed with the team as a practice squad member in 2007, correct? Yeah, I was undrafted free agent. Yeah, yeah. All right, sounds good. 2017, sorry about that. And um, can you just talk about how your game has actually progressed since then? Well, I mean, signed here out of college, you know, I didn't really know much about the league, didn't really know much about uh, being in the NFL, the preparation it took, and then now obviously being in my sixth year, being back here, being around the league, um, I've been able to you know, gain a lot of experience, be a leader on different teams, so um, it's, it's a lot different now being here versus being a rookie. Mm. 
Mm, sounds good. Now, this is actually your second opportunity. You have you had a chance to um, play alongside Jalen Camp at least throughout training camp. Can you talk about what have you seen from him? Because both of you guys was in, was in Jacksonville last season. Yeah, Camp's my guy. He's a great, great player. Very talented. Um, obviously, a lot of raw talent that um, he, he's still learning a lot, uh, like I was saying about the experience and uh, just being in the NFL. But um, a lot of talent. He, he's going to be a good player in this league once he obviously gets, um, gets a chance to find home. Last year, you had an opportunity to play against the um, Texans as a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Can you just talk about what are some of the intangibles that you saw on the defensive side of the ball, and do you think it's going to be a lot better this season? Uh, just speed. You know, it's, it's a fast defense. And they, I see, obviously, in training camp, they've been a fast defense again. So that, that's definitely something that I've noticed. Mm. I can't talk about your time in Jacksonville without bringing up Trevor Lawrence. Now you join the Houston Texans. You have an opportunity to play with another second-year quarterback in Davis Mills. What are some of the similarities, some of the intangibles that you actually see in both of those guys? And what kind of set both of those guys apart as well? Oh, they're talent. I mean, they both are just really talented quarterbacks, uh, great leaders. Um, and obviously Trevor, he uh, had a lot of hype. Davis didn't have as much hype, but Davis kind of exceeded all of those expectations in this song. So I'm, I'm excited to see Davis coming into year two. And um, like I said, he's just a real talented quarterback, very smart. And um, it's been fun to play with him so far. Everything about the Houston Texans so far, since the start of training camp, since the start of OTAs, everything about this franchise has been new. What are some of your expectations do you think this, this franchise can go we can, we can win a lot of games, man. That's just the goal. That's, that's the biggest goal, just to win a lot of games and make sure we take care of the AFC South. So that's that's our first goal, our first priority, and I see that happen. Last question, just a fun question. Trevor Lawrence or Davis Mills? Davis Mills. <laughs> Sounds good. Appreciate it, my guy. Once again, that was my exclusive interview with Dare. Fresh exclusive. off the practice. Whoa, exclusive. <laughs> I have to make sure I say nobody else got it except for us. So fresh off the practice field. Um, and John, in that last segment, we talked about some of the concerns that you have for this wide receiving core. And, and it's understandable, especially after the year that they had last year. However, John, listeners and viewers, in terms of this Texans offense, I truly do believe whatever concerns that you have about this wide receiving group, I do believe that between the backfield and the tight end core, it's enough talent to make up for it in the Houston Texans passing game. And when you take a look at a guy like Dare, this is a guy who is the perfect example as to why he is a reliable pass catcher coming out of the backfield. This is a guy last year for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He recorded 114 receiving yards on 13 catches with one touchdown. And what I have been able to see out of Dare, out of Damian Pierce, out of Marlon Mack, and even Rex Burkhead, this guy has had a really yeah. good training camp to the point I might owe him an apology. This is part of the reason why everyone, including myself, is starting to get excited about what to expect out of this backfield for this 2022 campaign. I want to say something. Maybe I am being a little too harsh on that wide receiver group. And, <laughs> and maybe, maybe, maybe this is a challenge to Chris Conley to – justify him being a, a top option at receiver this year mm -hmm. for the, for this team. Uh, I want to see it. Maybe, just maybe. And, and I would love to eat my words. I would love for Chris Conley to go out there and be a reliable second, third, or fourth option. So really 
second and third fourth option. Nah, third, 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 because number third, two. Well, however he fits up. in, um, <laughs> maybe this is his year to get it done. Going back to the running back group, listen, one thing that I've said for the longest, why I really did like this offseason signing by Houston, is because it gives them an opportunity to give Davis Mills, I think, somewhat of a security blanket when the ball needs to come out quicker. Mm-hmm. And I think with his skills of being at his best, Right, and I think when you look at his stop last year uh, with the with the Jaguars, that team wasn't at his bets, right? And, and you know, maybe he couldn't do what he really wanted to do because of play calling. Who knows? But at his best, he is effective in the passing game as a running back, right? Not one of those Austin Ecklers or you know those type of running backs that at a high volume get the ball a lot out the backfield. But he'd be effective for Houston, and maybe that gives them him you know an extra hey davis if it's not going too well when it's like third and short going to dump it off to this man and let him make some moves the problem right now is rex burkhead has been having a very good <laughs> camp and, and i think marlon mack i don't has has he stood out at all uh so far at camp at the running back position yes that's not even a question like there there's literally <laughs> been a three-way tie for who's been the best running back so far in camp, Marlon Mack has been doing his thing. He's recovering really well, really well from that Achilles injury. Damian Pierce, dog. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> and then you have Rex Burkhead. You remember my exclusive that I got with Damian Pierce? Yeah, I know. I mean, I could play it right now if you want, but you know, that's neither here or there. We know we're we're saving for the new exclusive. But right. and then you have Rex Burkhead. Remember at the start of training camp. I came on this same podcast and I said, Rex Burkhead should not be a part of the 53-man roster. And if he is, he's only going to be there because he's the quote-unquote culture guy. No, he has found a way to be not only a culture guy, but he's mixing his talent with that as well. As a matter of fact, a veteran is important too. It's our good friend, Brandon K. Scott. Um, he has been extremely high on Rex Burkhead throughout this entire training camp. And it's fair, you know, as of right now, as we go into a week, the first week of training camp, it is hard to say who is going to be the starting running back come week one of the regular season. And by the way, Derek has had a damn good camp himself. Yeah. I think him and Burkhead have just, it's going to be hard on Houston. Good thing about Dare is he's able to kind of be utilized in special teams as well. Uh, rookie running back got some good words from Pep Hamilton. Uh, Pep Hamilton said, Damian Pierce has a chance to be an explosive playmaker for us. So that transition from college football to the NFL, I think the large curve is just understanding NFL protections, and he'll continue to work on that. High praise for the rookie running back, Damian Pierce. And uh, I, I think Damian Pierce, again, the, the likelihood of him being a day one starter is uh, kind of – it may be very likely right now for the Houston Texans. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life is full of twists and turns, and it's important to show up for yourself through it all. With BetterHelp Online Therapy, they will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professionally therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist 
It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp is a great way to invest in yourself. They have a special offer right now for our listeners, listeners, excuse me, get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's 10% off your first month of BetterHelp online, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Thanks for making Locked On Texans your first listen. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders, key fans, dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league. Cody, what's going on in practice, man? What's yeah, what but, talking about? Before we jump into day five of training camp, I do want to shout out another running back that is starting to catch my eye over these last few days, um, Darius Anderson. He is a guy that I do believe can really help the Texans backfield. However, just like what we just mentioned with Rex Burkhead being a culture guy and having a good camp himself, I'm not too sure if Darius Anderson is going to have an opportunity to make that 53-man roster. By the way, this isn't the 2021 Texans where when we got the 53-man roster, they had five running backs on the team. I highly doubt they go with five. I think four might be pushing it, but between Dare, Rex, Pierce, Marlon, Mack, at this point, I don't even know who's going to be the the starter come day one, like I just mentioned in the last segment. But you I did want to give a shout-out to Darius Anderson. Who? You know you have to feel very good for. You got to feel good for Danny Beer, right? Just like, oh, hey, man, man. <laughs> you got some talent back there and some guys that – do different things on the football field for you, so just coach them up. You know, we've been different the last couple of years, I know, but <laughs> you got to feel good for uh, for, for, for Coach Barrett. Uh, but Cody, I know there were some highlights of the highlights that I talk about on Wednesday as well, from Wednesday as well. Yes, sir. First and foremost, Brandon Cooks had a phenomenal day. I guess he's been listening to Locked On Texans the last two ga- days with me raving about Nico Collins taking the helm as yeah, wide receiver number one because he was like, allow me to reintroduce myself on Wednesday. The man went nine for ten, had a phenomenal day catching a ball. And with that being said, Davis Mills had another good day. However, he did throw two interceptions, one of which was an interception interception made by Derek Stingley Jr. Yes, that was good. Derek Stingley did get an interception in front of our eyes. I believe that is two um, since the start of training camp because they did have practice prior to um, media getting out there last Friday. And we all was told that Stingley did have an opportunity to get an, intercept, get an interception prior to media being out there. Um, Stingley was a little bit limited on yesterday but that's nothing to be concerned about uh, but the highlight of the day jeff driscoll proved once again why he should be the starting quarterback for the houston texans um come on he made the best throw that i've ever seen in my life and it resulted in him breaking <laughs> the camera for NFL Network, because Ian Rappaport was out there. They out there. And he broke their camera with his pass attempt. And by the way, this wasn't a pass attempt that was 11 on 11 or 7 on 7. Not even one on one. It was warm ups. <laughs> um, okay. Brandon Cooks did catch a touchdown from Jeff Driscoll. 
by the way, doing training mm-hmm. camp on Wednesday. So that lets you know um, how good of a day Brandon Cooks had. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, linebacker offseason acquisition linebacker Blake Cashman. He caught two interceptions on Wednesday as well. Uh, we look at this linebacker group, Kamu, Kirksey, Harris, Cashman, Wallow, who Wallow is in a uh, very unique position right now because I think the coaching staff and Nick Casario, because I think he's kind of involved a little bit here and there, but his skill set, DB turn linebacker, I think the coaching staff likes him. I think Casario, I think he's like a Casario guy. He's in a very unique position right now, linebacker, but like Cashman, He's been having a very good uh, training camp so far as well. Uh, Philip Dorsett did practice on Wednesday. So, you know. He was limited, though. He was limited, but he was out there. And um, Pep Hamilton talked about Davis Mills' progression. No, know he threw a couple of, you know, picks on Wednesday. However, Pep Hamilton said that we feel like he's playing faster and that's really processing information as you drop back as opposing to just saying, okay, what happened? So I think those two, which they really matter probably the most, they're getting on the same page with one another as to what he wants Mills to do and accomplish in this offense. And so uh, that's what's going on at training camp. Them boys out there really working, man, hmm. at all levels, right? At all levels, at the running backs, you know, the the the, the offensive line, the DBs, like right? they are all working NFL Network is out there in Houston showing Houston <laughs> some love. Yes, sir. Like, Positive love, too, even though Joe um, Jusco did break their camera. But, you know. Yeah, and, I, and I'm pretty sure they probably, you know, pulled up on them the, with, the, with, the white man, with the white vans and the black coats. They pulled up I on them. I mean, he broke it. Like, we heard the money. shatter. We heard the boom. Like, They're going to need that money, Jeff. That tight end money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked on Texan podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Subscribe to us. Find us on YouTube under Locked On Texans. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman as well. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C O T Y D A V I S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.